Hello friends, how are you? Um, apologies if my voice sounds very tired. Um, I've been doing check-ins all day today and I almost stopped halfway through them to take my little kind of like break thing that I do and record this podcast and I thought no, keep going, keep doing your check-ins and then this can be like your nice reward when you finish but now I fear that this may be more like a bedtime podcast to put you to sleep because I'm going to be so monotone. Um also need to apologise because I'm using my bougie microphone, which means it'll probably pick up the sound of the scories outside and the fact that our kitchen tap is dripping onto a pan that is in the sink every so often. So listen out for that. Um, brownie points if you can hear it. Um, so today's podcast, I didn't really want to talk about a subject and give you like information, although maybe it will enlighten you. I wanted to actually just more kind of like open the floor up to conversation, although I understand this is a flawed concept because it is a podcast and therefore it's a one-way conversation that I'm having with myself, but (laughs) feel free to comment underneath the post when I put this in the group or, you know, drop me a message if you want to chat about it more, but I heard a really interesting statement on a podcast I was listening to uh, last week and it kind of just got me thinking because like when I listened to it albeit they were American and I feel like Americans have a really great accent for being motivational I feel like if you took two people an American person and like a British person or Scottish person or whatever and got them to say the exact same statement it would always sound better with an American accent purely because like I feel like they have this whole like I don't give a shit that I sound cheesy as hell kind of mentality and it just comes out really well. Anyway, they were basically saying that instead of saying I don't have time to do X, you should replace it with I don't give a shit enough to do X. So for example, I don't have time to get my steps in. Instead of saying that, you would say, I don't really give a shit enough to get my steps in. And that statement alone and changing that statement alone is enough to give you perspective on whether you do actually care enough about making a change or not. Now, I can hear some of you in absolute (gasps) outrage because it's not that you don't give a shit, but sometimes, like, I put a post up today, Self-care is sometimes like doing absolutely nothing and self-care is sometimes doing the thing that you don't want to do because it is in the long run going to make you better. So as much as when I heard that statement, I was like, yeah, like that is such a good thing because, you know, if you're feeling demotivated and you can't be bothered to go to the gym, instead of saying, I don't have time to go to the gym today, you just, you're honest with yourself and you say, I just don't give a shit enough to go to the gym today, it really puts in perspective that it's not a priority for you that day, which, you know, if it's not a priority, that's great. But there are always like individual circumstances and situations where it's not that someone doesn't give a shit about going to the gym. It's that, you know, maybe they have a lot going on. Everyone has a lot going on in an individual kind of 
we on a day-to-day basis and to kind of have a broad spectrum generalization kind of statement like that might be enough to make someone just kind of basically throw their hands up and say I can't do this this approach is not working for me so yeah I'm not going to go around the houses with this one but interested to hear your thoughts on whether you feel like this is a valid kind of statement to replace I don't have time to do x instead you would say like I don't give a shit enough about x thoughts comments everything else let me know um and now (laughs) I felt like a little bit of a chat show host there it's like now on to our next portion of the show um I'm going to talk about some of the questions that have come in in check-ins You've actually all disappointed me so much because there are barely any questions coming in, um, which I was kind of gutted about. But then I thought, you know what, it's actually maybe a good thing because it means that you're learning stuff and you don't have as many questions. So on the one side, I was utterly disappointed because I had to actually use my brain to come up with questions. Um, But then on the other side, I'm very proud um, because these are all becoming independent young human young humans sorry I, I'm so condescending you can tell my brain is literally just stopping and shutting down now um but the first thing was about so one person in their check-in had said a little bit disappointed I'm not seeing um much kind of change in my skill weight and my measurements am I expecting things to happen too quickly um And I think this is a a good reminder for all of you that average efforts will get average results. You can't just do the same thing you've been doing for the last couple of years or couple of months and expect to see dramatic changes in your body within a month's time. You know, everyone loves to talk about like if it took you 10 years um, to get to the point where you're at now where you're unfit and overweight, like it may take you 10 years to get out of that. I don't quite believe it will take you a full 10 years. Please do not panic. But it certainly is not going to take four weeks or six weeks or even eight weeks. If it does, I would highly question the ethicalness, which is not a word. Um, Sorry, it's like a bloody RAF base outside my house right now. In the last five minutes, there's been like choppers and everything going past. Yeah, sorry. So if you lose quick, if you lose weight very, very quick, if you use a lot of weight very, very quickly, then congrats to you. But we would always question the sustainability of it um, and the rebounding effect. Um, my hopes are that because you're working with me, you're not looking to drop a lot of weight in a short space of time um you're you're here to do extraordinary things and and manage to do them um for extended periods of time as well um so yeah basically average efforts equal average results if you do the same thing you've been doing for the last while then you cannot expect to see changes but at the same time the magnitude great word magnitude of change that you Um, incorporate into your lifestyle is going to have an effect or a direct correlation on the changes that you see. So to give you an example, that sounded very sciencey, which I'm so proud of myself for. Um, If you are currently doing two training sessions a week um, and sticking to your calories, 
and getting your steps in, you're doing eight to 10,000 steps a, a day. If you suddenly decide, right, I'm going to do three training sessions a week, same calories, same steps, the magnitude of change is an additional one session. So therefore, the correlational change is going to be equivalent to that additional one training session. However, if you were to do an additional one training session, get more refined with your calories, um, not necessarily eating less, but just eating maybe better qualities of foods or sorting out your meal timing or reducing your daily stressors, as well as upping your step count to 10 to 12,000 steps per day, the magnitude of change has increased and therefore so will the correlation of the results. So always, always think like, like this is not me trying to put pressure on you to say you have to do as much as you can, but really please don't be disheartened by the results you don't get because of the effort you didn't put in, which is oh so harsh but it hurts me to say out loud but sometimes Sarah needs to put her big pants on and just say the things (laughs) so yes please don't be disheartened by the results you didn't get because of the effort you haven't put in and that's not to say you're not putting in effort right now see look at me now like backpedaling like oh don't hate me I am such a pap I'm not saying you're not working hard right now but if you want those changes to be happening there needs to be a change in your habits and your lifestyle factors as well okay the second thing the second question that kind of came up from a check-in um which is actually kind of very similar to um i think something i've spoken about before anyway the person was talking about how super busy throughout the day Um, and don't tend to eat an awful lot of their calories and then they get to the end of the day and they've got loads of calories left like what do they do at that point should they eat all of those calories should they only eat to satiety what's the best approach the first thing is if it's possible for you to spread your calories throughout the day more then yes obviously I would recommend that but at the same time finding an approach for yourself as an individual is the most important thing. So I've got people that I'm working with just now that have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Some people have slightly smaller breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks in between. Some people don't eat breakfast. Some people have picky teas. I was actually having a really great conversation with someone at a check-in today. Um, They were talking about picky teas and how they, you know, they feel like they're a, in quotes, bad thing. Um, Picky teas... I mean, like as a kid, they're the best thing ever. As an adult, they're even better because you get even more foods that are amazing or you get to eat turkey dinosaurs as an adult, which, you know, that's never a bad thing. Um, Picky dinners or picking at foods or snacking have been kind of put in this box of being a bad food habit. It's not that it's a bad food habit or bad in any way. It's that sometimes with these eating kind of routines there's not as much control and there's not as much mindfulness around food so you know think about the last time you went to a meal like or a a, like a thing with your friends where there was just food laid out on a table it's like a kid's party you pick at things you pick at things you're not paying attention to your satiety cues your hunger levels those kinds of things and before you know it you've overeaten that is where 
the issue lies with these types of food habits is it's not that it's a picky tea and there's lots of different things in it. It's the fact that you potentially are more likely to overeat because there is lots of food in front of you and you're just picking and picking and picking and not having that kind of natural stop point if you just had a plate of food you reach the tighty and you stop there um so yes that was the second thing um and the third was to do with um tracking at the weekend and being accountable at the weekend um and someone was saying they're finding it quite challenging um and i think this is probably something that's true for for all of us like there are certain obstacles or barriers that come with the weekend that do make them harder for us to stay accountable one of the main kind of things is the lack of routine so through the week if you have a i don't want to say a regular job because then that sounds like i'm slagging off people that work at the weekend myself included but like most people have a monday to friday nine to five style job therefore it has a lot of routine with it come the weekend you don't have that same routine you potentially don't have an alarm that goes off in the morning you don't have a set kind of breakfast time you don't have the same kind of constraints around when your lunch hour is and therefore you know it could be 11 o'clock in the morning you have your lunch or it could be three in the afternoon and it can just throw your whole food routine off um so there's that there's also the fact that because most people are you know not working at the weekend there's a lot more social occasions so there's let's go out for lunch let's go out for dinner let's go out for drinks let's have a weekend sesh all of these kinds of things also make things more challenging to stay accountable or on track so I suppose the advice I gave this person was if it's a social occasion that you know about in advance you can almost plan ahead and decide on a strategy that's going to work for you whether you're going to calorie bank whether you're just going to enjoy the meal as a one-off meal enjoy it for what it is not the food that you're eating so the fact that you're seeing your friends and you're socializing and stuff like that um or you know you just yeah eat the meal enjoy it be mindful of satiety cues um it's kind of again one of these really individual approaches and it's about finding out what the right approach for you is and just because somebody else does it one way doesn't mean you have to do it exactly the same way you might do something completely different and it is definitely about going on that voyage of discovery finding out the right approach for you um one thing that we have done in our house and i can't really speak about social occasions because i am like a hermit crab i venture out on a saturday to go to the gym to take class and train and then i come home and we walk the dog watch a movie eat food like do gym admin like nothing sociable basically it's a chore if my mum and dad ask to see me basically I am so so bad at the weekend I do not like yeah I basically do not make an effort to see people because I've spent the entire week with people so I need to kind of like recharge my sociable batteries um but one thing that we have started doing um, at the weekends it's made a massive difference in terms of my eating habits is we've stopped treating the weekend as this like like these special days that we can only eat different foods on those days so like 
to give like to tell you kind of what I mean by that through the week we have like our set dinners and stuff like that and then come the weekend we would be like oh we need to go to Tesco's do a food shop like let's just get in whatever we fancy eating for dinner and then we would have like pizza and then we would have cake or cookies or whatever it was um and that would kind of roll through Friday night Saturday night probably Sunday too and then it would be Monday and it'd be like right okay food shop's done back onto our usual dinners blah 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 what we've started doing now though is we don't kind of label like we have this dinner on a Monday and we have this dinner on a Tuesday instead it's just like there are five dinners that we buy in at the minute or five meals that we make for an evening meal and you know, if we have them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we do the food shop, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, do the food shop, like that kind of way. And that's taken away, for us anyway, this kind of like, oh, it's Saturday, that means we should automatically be eating a certain type of processed food. No, it's like just, no, it's the night that we're having paella because that's what we're having. And if we want to then go up to Tesco's and get ice cream or something after, then we'll do that. But it's, yeah, it's like I say, it's it's taken away this kind of like certain foods can only be eaten on certain days kind of mentality, which I think is a really, really big thing. Um, so yeah, I am going to stop there, guys, because I've almost yapped for 18 minutes now, which is just absurd. And I hope this has been useful for you. Um, and I will catch you in the next one.